0: You're listening to episode 24 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast.
1: Welcome to the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Haseker, and we have got yet another interview today. That's three episodes in a row where I have an interview, and it's also three episodes in like, what, a month and a half. That's crazy. So podcast is definitely getting momentum. And also today's interview is kind of a long one. So uh, I'm just going to make this intro like really short, but it's an interview with a friend of mine, a new friend of mine uh, named Ian Burns, who uh, I recently, well, I've known him for a little bit through the talk base forum and uh, then actually realized he doesn't live too terribly far from me. So we actually uh, have met in person and uh, hung out and thought, Hey, Be a cool idea to to do a podcast together. So that's what we're doing. So let's get started with the interview with Ian Burns.
0: And now, our featured segment an interview with Ian Burns, our friend, and this episode's Average Joe.
1: All right, so today I am with Ian Burns, and uh, you probably don't know who he is, and that's okay because this is another one of our my uh, average Joe uh, interviews. And what's really cool about this interview is that, unlike all other interviews that I've done previously, this one's actually in person. So uh, say hello there, uh, Ian. Hey guys. Hey. So uh, and actually, I am I I have the privilege of actually being in his house. So uh, he's hosted me here for this podcast, and. little different um because in fact we're able to meet in person is because we actually now know each other and uh, we we know each other through TalkBase and yep. i realized that we live sort of close to each other and have met previously and then i thought well hey why not just be on the uh, the podcast so so here it. he is Thanks for being here, Brent. I'm happy to do this with you. Cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, we've just—I've uh, just been checking out Ian's bass collection, and we'll definitely have to circle back to that because there's some really cool uh, <laughs> items there in the uh, in the uh, on the stand there in front of us. But uh, I guess uh, since probably nobody knows you, we'll just go ahead and do what's typical of a interview: is go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, how you sure. got involved with playing bass, and maybe um, anything about yeah. you know your testimony if you want to go there or just sure. whatever you want to kind of yeah, fill us can- in on.
0: We can touch on a lot of that. Um, I come from a family that's fairly musical. Uh, lots of amateur musicians in the family, singing parents. My, uh, my dad can uh, play guitar and play keys, rock and roll style. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like a classically trained musician. My brother can really belt it out, but he's never done it. He's always just done his, you know, Whatever stuff, not musical, and uh, but he's is musical and loves music and stuff. Um, I got drawn to the bass. I, I it's weird. Uh, I always get to the question a lot when people, um, when I talk to people about playing bass, mm-hmm. and uh, almost always one of the first questions I get from another musician, particularly like in a like a rock context or something, is. Oh, so how long did you play guitar before you started playing bass? And it's weird to have to explain him. i like, well, no, I, I've always played bass. Mm. I'm, I'm not uh, a failed guitarist that ended up on the bass. I, so there, was, there really was this kind of drawing of uh, just directly to the instrument. I, I started playing like clarinet in, yeah, well, I don't know, fifth grade or whatever. And by the end of fifth grade, I was already playing bass clarinet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it just, right, you know, soon after that, so that was fifth grade, a couple years of that. So by seventh grade, I had my first, bought my first bass. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a Memphis short-scale P bass copy. Mm -hmm. And um, I played in some awful 8th grade jazz band in and, yeah. and, and middle school matter of fact the first don't, sorry to break into to, uh, show remarks already but I we played a concert in a mall oh, nice. like here's the 8th grade jazz band and uh, that first like the day before we played I broke my E string Oh, it was a, it was a three stringed bass day for me. It was good times. Um, anyway, I, I've continued to play music. I, you know, I've played other instruments as well. Um, uh, I moved on ended up playing the baritone euphonium in Mm -hmm. high school and it became my, when I went to, uh, to, uh, college Mm -hmm. went to university of Kansas. Um, that was my. Um, I'm using finger quotes because because we're in person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was my legit instrument. Okay. Was the euphonium, uh, and, but I continued to play bass. I played in some bands. We, you know, all the way through high school playing in bands and uh, and toward the end of my time at KU, um, I joined a band. That actually became modestly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a lot of touring. In um, our busiest year, we did over, I can't remember, it was crazy, like 250 shows in a year. Wow. It was a nuts. Around time. what time year would this be? This would be late 90s. Okay. I think I joined the band in 97. So our my peak with the band would have been probably in. 2000. Okay. Um, but this all this is all going to come together because <laughs> I hear the goose. It's <laughs> <hear> the goose. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to come together because and this is this is always fun to explain to everyone. I met my now wife mm-hmm. at a show. And and here we are talking about well praise and worship base. Wait, you're meeting this young woman at a show. <laughs> it happened, but it, I, I won't go into the whole story with her. But she was coming from a, a background where she was going through the process of rebuilding her faith after um, being very committed for a long time, and I was coming from a place of um, of not knowing. What was out there, or mm-hmm. or being separated from God, but not realizing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. And you know, here I was in my my rock and roll lifestyle, which wasn't all that rock and roll. Um, we were we were nice boys from Kansas, yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't crazy. Yeah. But uh, but I, I met her and we started talking, and at the same time I was um, when we weren't playing, I was the only guy in the band with a car payment, mm. so we weren't on the road. I had to work, but everyone else didn't have to. It was really yeah. nice. Um, but a guy I was uh, a guy at work um, was a believer, and he w- he and I would have and, and a musician, which mm-hmm. which was awesome. Said it was a, an easy foot in the door for him to mm-hmm. to talk to me, um, and he started asking me questions about my faith or my lack of knowledge of any mm-hmm. sort of faith, because I did not grow up in a in a religious home right. or uh, any sort of anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so he w- so he was working on me already, and then I meet my wife at a show and we instantly connect, and so we spend the next I don't know year, mm-hmm. lots of phone conversations because she she lived in Utah at that time, and I lived in Kansas and was traveling, and. There was lots of phone calls, lots of discussion. Hey, have you, let's read this, let's read this book. And I won't go into the details of all the books, but we, we really worked, talked through a lot of stuff. And between my coworker and my now wife, you know, I, my, I felt like it was maybe the easy isn't the right, It the answer seemed obvious. It wasn't an easy answer. The answer seemed obvious to me mm-hmm. that you know that Jesus was my was my savior and I I needed to make that right and make that happen and uh but that's how we that's how we got there cool <laughs> and then yeah lots of show in fact about a year after I met my wife I quit the band okay cuz I was like yeah we can't these two things do They're not lying. well <laughs> when we were traveling in the van between shows and everyone else is just, you know, messed around. And I'm in the van reading a Bible. I think the guys knew that my, my time was, was ending with the group. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm not close with those guys anymore, but, I, you know, we, we, we touch base and we, mm-hmm. we keep in communication. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was time for me to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of the band?
0: The band was called Shaking Tree. Shaking Tree. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it was it was really a fun gig. Yeah. It wasn't original's music? Yeah, it was all original. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, we had a we had a recording contract for oh, one album nice. with a teeny teeny tiny little record label, but yeah. they we got to record at a really nice studio in Memphis mm-hmm. with a with a big name, I mean bigger name here, I'm finger quoting again. Okay. There's the downside of being in the same room with you is that no one else and is no in one else on this. No the visuals are <laughs> going on here. <laughs> 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 or like high-fiving silently, you don't yeah. even know. <laughs> um, but with like, yeah, like an, like an actual producer who you could like go online and be like, oh, nice. well, check that out. Um, and it, that, so we had an amazing, it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I can, you know, tell my grandchildren, oh... Grandpa was in a rock
1: and roll band. A record contract. And had that is that not many people can say.
0: So here's the biggest one, and this is oh, I'm, I hope I don't meet anyone else who's listening to this in person, uh-huh. because this is my like uh, either icebreaker or the two truths and a lie kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, the the pinnacle of my career with Shaking Tree was we uh, we got were the musical guest on the Jenny Jones Show. <laughs> Nice. So that was like, all right, we're good here. Record right contract
1: and on a James <laughs> James yeah. show. That's like,
0: man. Isn't that what, I think that's what everyone strives <laughs> for. Yeah. Were you on a late 90s, early 2000s talk show? Yeah. And yes, we were. So we got to check that one out. There on. you go. No, so it was, it was really cool. And actually, even that show by itself, was it was amazing doing that. Yeah. They put it. We had our own hotel room. Mm-hmm. They had a limo. Well, we didn't use the limo because we like... We were playing so much. We like played the night before, just drove the van to the T V studio unloaded, played hotel, and then you know, we were on the road the next day. So oh. it was just a, a one but very nice. She's very short. Yeah. Just- <laughs> cool. But anyway, there. You, that's that's a, a bit of my history and how I nice. ended up playing bass and where I am today. Still playing bass.
1: Cool, cool. Well, uh, and usually when I do these interviews, I, I actually have a whole list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I purposely did not um, prepare any questions. I just figured we could just casually chat here. Yeah. So so um, tell. I guess because uh, we we met on talk base. Yep. And so. Um, Tell us about how long you've been on TalkBase, and particularly in the forum that we're both on, which is the Praise and, and Worship, worship. Yep. Basis Club. Uh, what, what's that that's got to be it. Yeah, something it like that. Something like, like I don't that. know the exact name. It's just I get the notifications there, I go. I'm, I'm there almost every day, but I think it's Praise <laughs> and Worship Basis Club Club or something, or something similar to that. <laughs> anyway, but uh, tell us a little about uh, like, yeah. how long you've been there, because <sighs> I, I knew... I know of you because of your profile picture, which is so prominent—the oh. cloud formation that looks like the bass class. So, yes, um, I know. I've seen that that uh, your profile picture for for years, and uh, so just tell us about how you got involved with uh, yeah. And- that's funny. Okay, so I discovered TalkBase.
0: Um, I think how old school I want to go on this. Um, TalkBase if I remember correctly, started out as an email digest. Okay. Where literally you, people would discuss stuff and then an email would come out once a week with like ASCII base headstock in the top of the email. Yeah. And then uh, and I've, I discovered through that that I could reach and reach out and discuss things with people. Like, I don't know if you know, do you know who Jeff Gould Yes. And Joe' we mm-hmm. were on that, mm-hmm. and I could ask questions because I this I'm this, um, sorry, let me, let me give you, wrap some more context around this. This is probably the late '90s. So this was me okay. really focusing on playing bass. I was really thinking bass bass bass. Okay, um, And I was doing all these shows. We were playing a lot of outdoor shows, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to ask some stuff about graphite neck basses." And I was asking about. Modulus Okay. and uh, Jeff Gould was a co-founder of Modulus and he gave me a couple of things to think about and then went on to say by the way I'm no longer with Modulus I've started Jeff Gould Design I was like oh very cool and and Joe on chimed in and had a couple things to say about graphite neck bases as well so that was late 90s and so I wasn't on talk base at that time and then I kind of As the band, my time with the band wound down, and I focused on my life as a believer Mm -hmm. and as someone getting married and someone starting a family, bass took a Mm backseat for a a long time. Uh, So it wasn't until, let's see, I got engaged in 2001, married in 2002 and we had our first kid in 2003. So that, that time period, I'd, you know, I'd plunk around on my base or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was very backseat. Um, once my family was kind of established, and then this was in Indiana, I could go for the whole geography thing too, but I was working for Apple, mm-hmm. and I was working in an Apple store and I applied for a position in a corporate position mm-hmm. in Sacramento, California, and they hired me. Mm. So we packed up the family, moved across the country. It was really amazing. It was a really stressful, difficult time this first few years, but it was very rewarding also. Mm-hmm. But I found that Talkbase had transitioned from email digest website right. so finally like in 2006 as the family was kind of firmly established i was like well, let's let's look into base stuff again yeah and um and yeah so i think i i think i'm a member since like 2006
1: i wow. think is i think is what it is on the, okay, on the website yeah. i don't go back that far i'm probably 2000 Fourteen-ish, fifteen-ish, yeah. somewhere
0: around there. I'm very, and it was very sporadic for uh-huh. a very long time. I, uh, I still am more of a lurker there. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not quite fair. I, I, I'm not a big participator in all the conversations, yeah. but I am. I'm active, but not always participating. Right. There we go. There you go.
1: And I'm gonna get the actual. <laughs> so you can't stand it. I have to know what it is because I want to. Point people to that mm-hmm. um, forum because it is a very good It's forum. an excellent forum. Um, let's see here. It is the actual name is the Praise and Worship Band Bassist Club.
0: There we go. Oh, ah, yeah. that was the band was the part that was right. missing.
1: Right. And you're f- like fret-free. Fret free. On there, and then I'm Behave, <laughs> which is a which is a play on my name, B Hasiker, Brent Haseker, <laughs> B-H-A-E-V. V. So yep. uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, that's the actual forum that we're both on, and that's a great forum. And i I, you know, I'm on a lot of forums, you know, with Facebook and everything else for bass players and mm-hmm. worship bass players and all that. But I definitely always check in with the uh, the Talk Bass forum there yeah. because that's just a great crew of people, and it's it's you'll you'll see a lot of the same people every day, yes. and they're always encouraging and building people yep. up. And, and I was going to say community.
0: It's super active too. Yeah. Uh, and. I would just say, in general, don't be afraid to dive in. Yeah. Because things are just going to keep rolling if you don't say anything. Yeah. So jump in there and make the conversation happen. But yeah, those are some yeah. really some really great folks on there, and I'm yeah. so impressed with some of them too.
1: Yeah. My, actually, my first <laughs> uh, my first interview that I actually did was with uh, one of the uh, members, uh, regular ah. members of the uh, that, that. Nice. Form. Yeah. So. Who? And I'm, I, I, who was it? Um. Oh God!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> I, I know his name. I'm trying to. Oh, Exalt Base. That's who it was.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. um X Base Cable. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got a bunch of his cables here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you? Do you really? Uh-huh. I would actually like to see them. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always see all the stuff that he makes for people yeah. online, but I've never actually I have super. ordered cool. several. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Check out Dave's cables. <laughs> all right, a little plug for, yeah, for Dave's, Dave's cables. <laughs> uh, that's not what they're called, Dave's cables. No, it's, <laughs> no I, think, I think it's X Base. X Base, yeah. Okay. All right, so a little plug for, for Dave's uh, X Base cables. Cool. We'll have to check those out. Yeah. And we'll definitely, like I said, we'll definitely have to come around to your bases because, well, why don't we just go ahead and yeah, come around yeah. to your bases? Go ahead, since that's in arm's reach of you. Yes. Grab the, um, this what's it my, called again?
0: This is my Tom Clement fretted six-string.
1: Yes. and that and
0: Contrary is, to my talk bass username of Fret Free, I do have a fretted bass.
1: <laughs> and that is just an absolutely beautiful bass. Probably, I would say, out of all the basses here, even though the... That one <laughs> is really impressive, but I think if I were this one speaks to this you the most. one That speaks to me that I would play if it were in a five-string version. Six is I we can. can just, I think I could do a six. We can just but take it off. We can just take the C string yeah, off. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's a. It's obviously a six-string bass. And yeah. It's beautiful. How much? How much does that weigh? Uh,
0: I think the weight was under nine pounds. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's very light for a six-string bass. Yeah. Um, it feels light. Yeah, and Tom is. Uh,
0: as a local guy here. The land's only about an hour and 15 from my house. So right. Tom, Tom, and I text back and forth on occasion. And he's um, when I first moved here, I did some tech support stuff for him and helped him out with some stuff. And and he's been building bases that whole time. Funny, actually, when we we uh, I knew he was here mm-hmm. back when I was shopping for bases a long time ago, and. My in-laws lived here mm-hmm. and we'd come to visit and I'd be like hey wife I'm going to go to the land for an afternoon mm-hmm. and talk with with this guy who's going who's going to build me a base and it never it never happened because it just couldn't you know with you know I've got 5 kids and yeah. I I never could be like you got all five kids? All right, I'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> and so I yeah. never did it, but I almost kicked myself because the one time I was going to go, the only bass he had in was a six-string double neck bass. A six string fretted and a six string fretless. Oh. And I really would have loved to mess around with it. And he, I forget how much he said, he said it, only, it only weighed like 13 pounds, which for a double neck bass yeah, is that's... insane. But I missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. But, but because I made the right choice, I like to think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that is a beautiful bass. And, I'm, and I usually don't particularly care as much for single mm. uh, cuts. But that Me neither. But that one just looks so sleek it's, and awesome. There's
0: something about that one yeah. that I was like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge single cut guy either. It just kind of, it worked out that way. It definitely
1: way. works on that. That design definitely works. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then tell me about, of course, we have to, we have to go right to this seven string beast here.
0: The seven string. This is, this is my Craigslist find. Um, this is a seven string b bass. With a carbon graphite neck, um, it's a it's a fretless conversion, and I'll I'll go through the quickly through the backstory on this one too. When I first moved moved to Florida, um, this came up on Craigslist, and I was trying to build a, a small business um, at the time, mm-hmm. so money was tight and. He was asking really a ridiculously low price for the base. Um, so I had a couple conversations. I was like, hey, I really wanted this base, but I need you to know that I, I can't do it. I cannot justify. Mm-hmm. Again, look at me making the right choices for the family. I can't justify buying your amazing base and then having to explain to the kids, oh, we're not going to eat much this month. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, no, no, I totally get it. I'm glad you like it and I'm glad you appreciate it. Have a great day. And then out of the blue, my goodness, a year a year ago, the same guy emails me and said, hey, do you remember me? We talked on Craigslist. So I had that base that you were interested in. And I was like, I totally remember. How are you doing? And he's like, I'm great. And I still have the base. Do you want it? Wow. And he, I said, well, yeah, I'm still interested. And he said, well, here's my new number. And it was like $500 less than the already ridiculously low price. And I said, okay. Wow. And I met him, and I picked up the bass, and he was thrilled that it was going to go somewhere where it would get some use, and instead of just sitting in a, a gig bag in his parents' you know spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am. I got it today. Tom did some work on it. The, the action was so low that the strings were. I mean, almost literally laying on the fingerboard. I mean, yeah. and, it, and it took it. It's, it's one thing that, to just drop the action and be like, no, look, look how low the action is. It was playable, but only if you just, like, looked at it. Uh, <laughs> Very light touch. If you did anything yeah. but drag your finger over the, any of the strings, it would start to clack and uh-huh. buzz. Um, Tom, thankfully, was able to build up the nut enough and and then recut it and that it is now and and Brent picked it up earlier it the action is incredibly low yeah, still it's, but it's oh, yeah, it was, playably low mm-hmm. but you got to you still got to you got to be gentle with the right oh, hand yeah. But a it's, it,
1: it's a really cool bass. What kind of wood is... Actually, what kind of wood is on that? And then tell me the wood on that one as well. You shouldn't ask me that because I have no oh, idea. Okay. No, I, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, most... On,
0: well, on my, my main instrument, I do know everything. But this was... I and so say, that people know what you're talking this about. This is the Tom Clement. Yeah. Um, this is... I want to say it's... It's kind of like ash. Ash. Right? I want to yeah. say it's, a, it's an ash. You know, and given its weight, it's it's probably an ash yeah um with a um my goodness why can't remember anyway the uh the neck is maple and walnut maple with walnut stringers Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna kind of count them five piece and then this is a bloodwood fingerboard Uh, okay
1: that's what. That's why it has that reddish. That kind of reddish. Yeah. Okay.
0: And this is actually when I bought the bass, it had a different neck on it. I had Tom make a, a new neck are for those it. Those
1: Nordstrands in it. They are big cool.
0: singles, I think. Nice. Are they big singles? I don't know, but they sound nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it does sound good. The the B bass, the seven string. Uh-huh. Um, I have no idea what the body is because it's it's got this kind of semi-transparent black paint on it yeah
1: um uh, yeah that could be just about anything. it could probably. be it really could be just about <laughs> okay. anything
0: it's not pretty actually the top is kind of nice mm-hmm. um and i'm going to tell you it's either maybe it might be some sort of purple heart or bloodwood yeah. as well and the fingerboard is as well um but I, I do think that bass is going to leave my stable, unfortunately, because I'm a fretless guy. It's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a fretless conversion, the dots are not. The dots are where the dots would be on a fretted bass. Mm-hmm. And all of my fretlesses always have the side dots where the fret, fret would, would be. be. So it throws you off. Just enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's taught me a little bit in the, in the I've, played, I've played it quite a bit when I first got it. Mm-hmm. It taught me to not look and rely on looking, which was actually kind of a nice lesson and reminder, um, but it, it's, it's almost too much. I have to fight it so much mm-hmm. to, to resist looking at it. Yeah. But it is lined, so it's not that bad because, of the, because it's a conversion. Um, but I think for that that reason alone, it might have to go. The electronics mm-hmm. on that bass are amazing. Um, the range of what you can do. It's got a uh, Delano pickups. Um, I don't even I don't even know what kind of preamps in it. I have never I haven't bothered to take it apart. I just made sure the batteries were good and started playing. And each pickup has like a. Single coil north, single coil south, and then both coils mode. So each pickup has that same control. Plus, there's like, you know, mid frequency selector and uh, passive active. It's 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 almost it's almost funny how many switches. It's almost we're like approaching alembic territory. There's so many knobs and switches on it, but it's great. It's such a range of tones. But of course. Since it's just me playing it, I have like two sounds that I'm after. Yeah. (laughs) So all these options and choices and things you could do, and I like pick like one or two. Same thing. That's
1: kind of of how I am. I I have my tone, and that's that's where I live. That's pretty much where I live. I might tweak it a little here or there, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the room and stuff like that, or whatever song, but but that's that's right. Yeah. I have a tone for every bass, really. Yeah. That's 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 exactly right. And so the the middle base there. The middle base is my
0: Stambaugh. Okay. Um, six-string fretless, and this is this is my main base, and has been since 2004 when Chris built that for me.
1: It's a um, nice traditional-looking, but still exotic-looking. It type is. of is. I agree. It's kind of a cross between traditional exotic. It is. It's, it's,
0: it's yeah, right. Yeah. It's like um, it's like a a lightly updated. Take on a jazz, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a neck through. Oh, sorry. The, those first two bases were both bolt-ons. This is a neck through with um, a seven-piece neck. It's maple. Actually, it's bird's eye maple. It's really uh, such yeah. a cool neck.
1: Yeah. Um, Love bird's eye maple.
0: With walnut stringers and a purple heart center stringer. The fingerboard is macassar ebony. The body is mahogany. And it's got a zebra wood top. And this one... Um, being so long ago, I guess I've had the bass almost 20 years, wow. um, I wasn't going crazy about electronics options. Mm-hmm. I told Chris, Here, my tone goals are XYZ. And I got to be honest, since I placed the order 19 years ago, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what my tone goals were at that time. Yeah. And he said, for that, I recommend the following setup. And it's got Bartolini's and a Bartolini three-band preamp. Wow. And it's... It's fine. I kind of wish I could take the electronics out of the 7-string and put them in there because there's something really open about the bottom end on mm-hmm. that B bass. It's just huge. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for a soloed bass, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, bridge pickup mm-hmm. for fretless tone just, be, just because I'm, I'm a brainwashed Jocko guy. Um, I yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's so hard not to. Yeah. But I've been I've been more and more. I used to run the blend 100 percent zero, you know, uh, on my fretlesses, and I'm now at like 25 percent, 75 percent, and then I'm even finding, I, I, some time to time I'm even like doing 50 50, and just letting my fingers do. Mm-hmm. The tone changes. Yeah. And oh, sorry. And jumping back, part of the reason I, the 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 seven string has this huge bottom end, even when you're soloed on the bridge pickup, mm-hmm. that's missing on the stand ball. That I, had to, I was like, kind of wish that was there. But you nice. know, you you goose the bass control a little bit, and it yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Sorry. I love my six string. It's 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 better than just fine. But it's there are compromises in everything. In everything, of course. And, I, I, and I, I love it to the point where I don't want to rip stuff out of it, I don't think. I, yeah. I think I just want to leave it as it is.
1: Yeah. And then what I love so much, we just... These three like, really high-end, awesome basses. And then you've got... Tell us the, the fourth bass that's in front of us here.
0: And <laughs> the fourth bass is the, the SX five-string fretted... Talk Bass Special. Um, mm-hmm. I picked this bass up. Oh my goodness, seven, seven or eight years ago. Um, I was down to one bass. I had just had my six-string fretless, and I started to get worried if I was going to have a you know what if the electronics fail or you know it never ha- I didn't have a backup bass to take on a gig mm-hmm. with me and I started it's, it started bothering me and I was like you know what I just need something mm-hmm. and there was a gentleman on Talk Bass. Selling this, his modded XSX. It's, it's just it's got Bartolini jazz style pickups in it, and it's got the Audier preamp in it Mm -hmm. with the selectable Z modes. I think Mm -hmm. is, and the preamp is really cool. The bass. I hope no one's listening to this who wants to. You know, I'm not gonna. Maybe I won't ever list it on Talk Bass. The bass itself is not a great bass. I'm sure anyone listening would understand that an SX is not necessarily the. Yeah, it's. It's a budget-friendly it's, bass. Yeah,
1: it's about as as low price. <laughs> Almost as low as you Almost. can go. Almost. What's the new one? Glary, I think yeah, is the. Yeah, the... <laughs> like the new new one. I think there's some other ones too that are yes. even cheaper, but uh, yeah. Oof. It's it's a
0: totally passable bass. If I had to gig it, I totally could, um, but it's been relegated to the closet for yeah. most of its life. It's yeah. it's it, it's, it has, its intent was to be a safety and a backup. And it has lived
1: that precisely mm-hmm. the entire time I've owned it. And it's a good... It's, I understand it's a good workout instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah For your home
0: gym, you know. I had, had Brent lift this thing. It, it's got to weigh. It's got to weigh 12 pounds. Yeah, it is heavy. It's... Uh, and for such a, you know for what seems to be just such a basic instrument I don't know why I don't know if I'm going to open up the control cavity and find out that the guy actually loaded it up
1: with like lead weights and stuff I don't, <laughs> I don't know it's crazy but I, I just love the fact that it's, it's on the stand with the other basses I think that's, that's right. so cool I love that
0: I, it's, it, actually I just noticed too they actually, they're in descending string order too oh
1: yeah it goes 765 go. seven, over six, there
0: 765 yeah <laughs> But it, but this is funny. So we got through all these bases, and you and I had a, that conversation. Oh my goodness, what's it been almost two months ago? We roughly,
1: t- yeah, roughly about.
0: Um, and <laughs> we talked about the fact that I've got like this. Oh, I guess it really is. It's it's kind of a boutique stable. Yeah. And I'm ha- I'm I'm really happy with my instruments, and and I'm happy with what they do. But we got talking, and then it occurred to me that. I haven't owned a Fender-style instrument. I mean, the SX. SX, yeah. I mean, uh, kind of counts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I were willing to play it, it would. Well, it's it would nicely count. modded, so. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But it 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 occurred to me that I didn't have one, and I was trying to figure out why or. Or maybe there's a reason that mm-hmm. Fender style instruments are so popular and mm-hmm. and why Sadowski can charge five grand for a J-bass. Mm-hmm. Like so there's obviously something to this. So I was I play in this uh in addition to playing at church, I, I play in this cover band with some friends, a couple guys from a couple different churches. And <laughs> I had just picked up the seven string. And I looked down, and I was, like, playing, I don't know, a Tom Petty song or, oh, no, no, it was like, it was Blue Bayou. Oh. And I was like, why am I playing Blue Bayou on a graphite neck, (laughs) seven-string fretless bass? And it just kind of... 've It's kind of made me rethink some things and I'm doing some light shopping, but I'm gonna to have to let a couple instruments go before I make any changes but I really think I need to take a look and try some of the stuff because I've been so convinced that you know boutique is best and I have my mm-hmm. boutique instruments They're and I yeah. and they are great yeah. instruments but I think um, like the fact that i I'm I would even consider owning a P base, which Mm -hmm. never, I'm a, I'm a never P base guy. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to have one so that I can appreciate and understand where it fits Mm -hmm. and and what it does and, and how to make that work in what I do. And I suspect there's, there's a place for that. It might have to be a five-string P. I'm yeah. not sure if I could go back to a four.
1: Yeah, I, for funsies, I just had went I went out and bought a, a one of the Squire Affinity uh-huh. P bases. It was fun. I enjoyed for a, it. Was it a four? It was a four. Okay. Which I'm a five-string player, so it was weird playing a four. But I figured I just want to do the P bass thing. Just you know, I figured I, well, yeah, I won't spend much. Just yeah, uh, yeah. Just to do the P bass thing and and played at church a few times and had it for a little while, and then I was like, okay, tap, sell it. This test has ended. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I no. Mean, and it, it's just, you just, P-Bass just wasn't my, quite my thing, especially four strings. yeah strings, maybe, but still the shape of the body and everything. I'm yeah. i jazz bass. No, no. It just feels so much better. No,
0: here, here. I mean, even, you know, and I did way back in the day, I had an ESP jazz copy, mm-hmm. Sparkle Red. I mean, it was that was pretty, nice. pretty easy to see. <laughs> um, and yeah, compared, compared to the P and I guess, like I said early on, my first bass was a P bass kind of copy. That thing was, the thing was so weird that it was like a 30 inch scale. It was wow. odd. Uh, but definitely P bass is never the sound I hear in my head. Mm-hmm. But, but, that I, but that I can appreciate when yeah. I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why they, that's yeah. why it works, on, I mean, it, out. it
1: works on so much stuff. It's just, it's not the tone either that I, when I envision myself playing a bass, it's not the tone that yes. I envision yes. for myself.
0: There, um, Actually, I've got, I've got two stories, if you're okay with sure. it, about this. Um, one is that I, I did have, I found a bass mm-hmm. that was the sound I heard in my head. And I let it go. Hmm. I never bought it, but I, I went to a store and played it. And part of the reason was it was a four string.
1: Happened to me too. It was a Lakeland DJ. Really? DJ4, that had been modded and somebody crammed a P bass pickup in between the two jazz bass bass. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. So you, and I heard, I actually, somebody posted a picture on TalkBase. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the bass that I was played in the store. And I'm like, hey. and so, so I, someone I know picked who it up it now. I know who picked it up and that's bought it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It was down in South Florida where I saw it. And it was just this beat up looking thing because, I mean, it was, I mean, obviously the, the DJs are beautiful bass. Well, oh, yeah. The pearl white finish on it. It's gorgeous. Nice. But this was, somebody had dirtied it up and just it it'd it seen it's it was seen it, a lot of a lot of action was it a
0: hack job on the uh, mod or quasi. Was
1: it <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looked I mean you could see where somebody had like a drill not, press or yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't horrid it was just right you could tell but it sounded awesome and every time I was just playing I was like this sounds awesome but I gotta wash my hands after I play it <laughs> and it's a four string yes and it and we were in the process of building our house at the time. I didn't, like, want to like expend any money or Not going
0: to do that one.
1: But, yeah, it was, I really, I mean, that bass, it, it just sounded great. It sounded like what I wanted the bass to sound like. But, yeah, I let that one go.
0: Uh, and for me, it was, this was really, so I, so I was, my, spent most of my music and career, most of my life, mm-hmm. I guess, really growing up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And and I like to, I'm sure, sure no one else who would listen to this does this. Make the rounds of the music stores, mm-hmm. you know check out what's in stock. And we had a couple of really nice music stores in Kansas City that carried really nice stuff. And this one, one day I was like, "Huh, there's a music store that I, I've never been to. I'm going to go out to it. So it was, it was like more like it was 10 minutes beyond my usual radius of visiting stores. And the base they had was a status electro, okay, which is their fretless. Hollow body. Wow. I picked it up, and even before I plugged it in, I was like, you know, just plunking. I was like, uh oh, this is, this is what I hear. Mm-hmm. And I plugged it in, and it was, it was like what I was hearing in my head and in the room, you know, just plunking the bass, and then amplified, and it was just like, oh, now it's like a hundred times better, and it's yeah. still the same sound. It was amazing, and I, I played that bass for probably. I don't know an hour and change because it was just like, this is it. I can. Yeah. But it was it was a four, and I couldn't. I, at that point, I'd, I'd already switched to six, and I couldn't. I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't make my brain accept the four for the way I've already been playing. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. like my
1: patterns were already set from sure. what I play. I mean, for me, even if I never even touched the B string. Yes. I have to have five strings because that's just where it fits my yeah. hands. Yep. Um, four string, I just feel like I'm cramped up, and I just feel like I'm missing. I, oh, it just doesn't work. Oh, I've got a story here, too. But but
0: anyway, so I I let that one go, but I've actually, because the, the, the sound was so much what I heard, every four or five years, I email status, mm-hmm. say, hey, when are you guys going to get more, because it's like off their website, or it's like... I mean, maybe it says discontinued. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I've been asking him for at least ten, if not fifteen years, what's the story on the Electro, and every time I get a response, I'm making some fine tuning. We're making and yeah. we're updating the model, and it's that's been my response for fifteen years. Wow. Because when when it goes live, it's going to be hard for me not to just go ahead and pull the trigger on yeah. a five string, and And see, and I think I could. I think I don't need a six, I think the five would be fine, Mm -hmm. and like maybe that would end up being my one boutique base. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, now the story so I was in this band, Shaking Tree, for years. Mm -hmm. I quit in 2001. They went on without me, which is fine, that's what you do Mm -hmm. for another. Six years, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were, they went on longer without me than they did with me, which, mm-hmm. which seems weird in hindsight. Um, but as things were winding down and they knew it was mm-hmm. coming to an end, they decided we're going to pull the plug on this band. Mm-hmm. And they were having a final show thing and they invited all the former members to come, come to the show, mm-hmm. come play a couple of tunes. And, and I had considered flying with a bass. Mm -hmm. And then just the time constraints and stuff, I was like, nah, nah, I won't take a bass. Mm -hmm. And I got up to play a couple of tunes, and of course their current bass player at the time was a four-string player. Mm. And I had to... uh, it, It was actually kind of... Nah, devastating's a little strong. It was frustrating and slightly depressing to be handed this bass... And my, all my patterns were gone. Mm. Not my not just in general, but like I could I could pick up this bass and uh, any of these basses and like still play in, like 90% of our catalogs yeah. because they were ingrained right. in my brain, in my hands. And none of that worked. So, it, like the song with like our some of the most straightforward stuff that I ever played on on the record, and it was like I was tripping over myself because I was like, okay, if I play this note here normally I'd go here, but I can't go here, so now I have to go up here, and then that sets me up incorrectly. For the next section, where I'm about to go over here, yeah. it was a mess. I was so frustrated. I was like, I should have just flown with the bass. Even for two songs that I played, I should have just brought my bass. Yeah,
1: or rented something or whatever.
0: Well, not, And on top of it, <laughs> I'm not a big guy. I'm, I don't know, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy who was playing bass was like 6'2". Wow. <laughs> so I got this bass he hands me this bass, the strap, and like the bass is at my knees. I'm like at the guy like the guy from Soundgarden who always used to walk around kicking his bass. Uh, it was I was like, Oh so I had to like turn around, like get a chair, like put my leg up on a chair. I was it was wow. it was a mess. I was so frustrated. But that was that that whole six down to four was wow, yeah. it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a a, a mind burner <laughs> trying to especially undo things that were per- and like
1: you said embedded in your brain oh my- yeah, it was so a hard. Muscle memory. Well, let's go ahead because um, since this is the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast, mm-hmm. let's uh, talk a little bit about your. You know, you play in church, mm-hmm. so just tell me a little bit uh, about that and your experiences sure. playing in church and yeah, how you you know oh, how it works for you at your
0: church. Is, yeah, this is great. Actually, we got some. I got some good stories here. Actually, the one of the best ones is how I got started playing bass at church. Mm-hmm. Um, when my wife and I got married, we were in this uh, very conservative church that didn't have electric instruments mm. and that like they were they had recently introduced a guitar an acoustic guitar right. and to their uh, to their worship team there and I have no problem the church was awesome. it was a great church, mm-hmm. but for where we were in our life, and it was, the teaching was amazing. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. the matter of fact, like, this is going to be crazy. We were married by the associate pastor of the church, mm-hmm. and one of the things he said to us, hey, if you guys want to have some kind of personal ministry, I totally recommend you go to this church. It's not, not this church, sorry, this other church that mm-hmm. was just starting, that was like, 10 blocks from our, from our house where we were living. Mm -hmm. And he said, and and so we, I'm going to sound like a schmuck. We got Uh, married. We never went back to the church. uh, (laughs) So getting married was like the last time we were at the church. And uh, then we went to this other church. So I'm sorry, everyone uh, (laughs) don't hate me. It wasn't, we weren't trying to sneak away or anything, but that, you know, even when the pastor says like, I advise you go to
1: this other church yeah.
0: And not because we were didn't we were having some negative experience.
1: It sounds, sounds like you had the you had the okay to, yes, to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> and he was a good guy and it was and it worked out great. So then I was playing bass at church. So this had to be so this was 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh it, it was actually really cool. The guy who was leading worship and this was a very small startup church. But the guy who was leading worship was co-owner of Owner, no, co-owner of a recording studio. Nice. And he had this constant rotating cast of folks who would come in who were session cats mm-hmm. who would come in and play with us on Sunday mornings just because he wanted to have them come and play. Um, you know, I there's some you know, I, I suppose some potentially questionable stuff in that. You know, is that mm-hmm. is that what that's for? Is that but some of these guys, I'm convinced, would have never been exposed to the gospel in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form had they not come on that Sunday morning and played. Right. But anyway, those some some of those guys were absolutely amazing players, and we're talking everything from drummers to guitarists to keyboard players wow. to, to vocalists. It was it was amazing. So that's how I got my mm-hmm. feet wet playing at church. That was the first time I did it. We got married. Moved to this church, started playing, uh, and then uh, everything else that we'd done in the meantime was was pretty typical. I you know played at several other churches, and mm-hmm. and we ended up at a couple of churches where there was no band or it was so small that it was mm-hmm. just a piano player, and it, it was and that was fine. Um, but now we're here in Florida, and, and actually there's two things because there's two churches. Mm-hmm. One I did I played at a church where I. Uh, well, there's that that goose again. Uh, I I play at this church where a friend... Is he a friend? Maybe he was a client. He was a friend of a client, actually, was pastoring the church, and he needed someone to fill in on base. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, well, yeah, I can... I can come do that and it turned into a paid gig which was great because that small business I was trying to start was well, it was taking its sweet time starting mm-hmm. and any extra income was great but that was an awesome time he was a he was a big uh, improviser mm-hmm. and just off the cuff like oh we're going into this song i hope you know it or not even we we didn't even get that it was just i'm going into the song come with me yeah if you can <laughs> if you can yeah. and i still fill in uh, on occasion uh, at at his church and it's it's actually really fun and mm-hmm. i brought that in fact i filled in this past summer uh and i brought the seven string and he was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> and so he like stops everything and like is making an announcement like. This is Ian, and look at this thing that he brought, and that man can play. Come on, Ian. This is the same guy. Oh my gosh. He would, we'd be playing a tune and be like, all right, bass solo. (laughs) I'd be like, are you sure? Okay. And I'd end up having to play a solo. Bass solo in church? In church. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But that was the whole I mean, it was it was a very improvisatory time. Yeah. So it was it was pretty fun, but the first time he did that I mean I did it several times, but the first time he did it, I was like, <laughs> deer in the headlights. It's like okay, here it comes. But anyway, we're at this church now where yeah, I'm I play roughly two times a month. There's now we've got three guys in rotation on bass. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a really, it's a really enjoyable group of folks that we play with. Lots of really down-to-earth folks, which I, cool. that shouldn't be surprising, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, it, I was thrilled to be invited to to play. I guess I I, I think I only waited like <laughs> maybe two months before saying, "Hey, do you guys need a bass player?" Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there were, a, you know, obviously things change and people people are different and whatever, and you know some folks moved on and, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, they need a bass player, they need someone because they were like throwing the bass at people and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's worked out very well. I like a lot of those guys. Um, we've lost some drummers recently from folks moving away and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's been that's been painful, but it's 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 a yeah. good time. I'm so thankful to be able to be, like, to minister in this way or to Mm -hmm. be involved in ministry in this way. Uh, And partly, I I really am not, this is going to sound so dumb after I talked about being on tour all the time, I'm not a big I-want-to-be-in-front-of-people kind of Mm guy, which I think partly is why I gravitate toward the bass. I think
1: that's why a lot of people, a lot of bass players, I think, are like that. They're happy being within the background. Yeah, I want to be a
0: part of the thing, but I don't want to be with the thing. I don't want to be the spotlight of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Except for when yeah. then my buddy's calling bass solo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, 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 but it's nice, too, even though, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is good. i got to tell the story. I'm glad that I can be up there, and I'm glad that my kids can see me serve. I don't want them to be like, ooh daddy go daddy but I'm glad that they can see that I'm serving participating in the church yes yes. I think that's a good thing now having said that I played two weeks ago (laughs) and my oldest daughter said dad where were you during during the worship I said I was on stage playing the bass and she was like you were. <laughs> I was like, my own daughter didn't even see me up there. Well,
1: that you got to be in the background, yeah? it, You didn't want to be. It worked out. Yeah. Perfectly. Exactly. It, okay. <laughs> well, do you want to give a shout out to your who your church is? Hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'm at Good News Church of Ocala. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Probably because you do mention it to me. It times. might be It might be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might be like, and it's funny because that was. It's is this is one of the churches that. We had friends that went there, mm-hmm. but we didn't want to visit in case we disagreed and didn't want to yeah. spike a friendship over like, oh, well, doctorally we can't associate with yeah. you. Which I don't think I'm that kind of person, but you never know. Yeah. But my, we were like, mm, I don't know. And then finally, we're like, let's just go visit. And we walked in and we we're like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. And we've stayed since. We've been That's there now. Cool. Almost... I guess it's three and a half years now we've been there. Cool. So. Excellent. Yeah, it's Excellent. good times. Cool.
1: Well, one final question. Okay. How'd you get a goose? <laughs> How'd Are you sh- end up with a goose? Because you,
0: you know, you're right, end up with is exactly Just so, so
1: we'll know since the, people that listen to this podcast will probably have heard him squawking yes. in the background there.
0: We had, we, we uh, this is early on when we moved to Florida, we became known as the people who have the chickens. Okay. So when anyone wanted to know about chickens or and we're not experts by name
1: I've had chickens too
0: by the way do you? Oh, not now but I've had but you had yeah um, and so you know we so this group of people that we first knew mm-hmm. that's kind of Oh, yeah, he's the guy with the chickens. Or And anyway, so we, you know, as so we were trying to find a home church or whatever, so we kind of bounced around from churches for a little bit. But we made friends and everywhere we went. And, and one day out of the blue, this w- young woman that we were friends with mm-hmm. um, said, Hey, do you guys want some more chickens? And we are like, well... I, I guess we were fine. We had I don't know, maybe eight hens, and we were fine. Yeah, we're good. But we but we could take them. Yeah. And she said, "Well, we've got I've got some friends who have what they had. They had four four hens, two roosters, two ducks, and two geese wow. in city limits. And their neighbors decided that this is, is <laughs> this is not for me. So they they said."
1: You, Got gotta get, rid of them. you gotta
0: get rid of them. Yeah. And we were able to accept them, and so we did. So for a long time we had so at one point we had like sixteen hens, Ooh. two roosters, two ducks, and two geese. And as of today, we are down to two hens, one rooster, and one goose. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you that a hundred percent are due
1: to natural causes. Uh-huh. Some of them violent, but still natural. Oh, yeah. I, raccoons. <laughs> oh, my Oh, God. they are... People think, oh, they're so cute. Oh, they will... We, uh... They will just destroy a chicken.
0: We, lo- we lost one, I kid you not, three days ago, four mm-hmm. days ago. And, of course, my daughters come in, and they're, like... Crying, yeah. Because they're pets to them. hmm And I was like, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. I They've gotten better. I mean, they they were very sad for a couple of hours. And well, they got I've always over said it.
1: raising chickens is a high attrition rate. There's always a high attrition rate with chickens.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and that's what you know. I'm trying to be gentle, but like it's hard to me to get sad over an animal that's replaceable for yeah. for a couple of bucks. I, I'm yeah. sorry. They are very sweet and they're very cute, and I'm thankful for the eggs. Mm-hmm. But it's
1: just that's life. Can it, we
0: take it to the vet? Yeah. yeah no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's life on the farm. They, that's they right. High attrition rate with chickens. <laughs> yeah, and if an animal like raccoons get to them, they, like we one time we woke up and literally all, the whole flock of eight chickens were all dead in the yard with their heads. No. Chewed off. Because a raccoon had got in. Because that's what they like to do. They chew the heads <gasps> off. So in one night, one raccoon like demolished the whole flock.
0: We came. We we had our we mistakenly had our run out. In the open next to our house a few years ago, and the hawks found
1: them. Oh, yeah. And we two. came
0: home from church to find a hawk yeah. ripping a chicken apart. Yeah. And of course, the,
1: the shrieks of terror from the children. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Actually, I actually had a bobcat jump on one while I was no, feeding. No way. And oh I, literally, I literally punted the bobcat off the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't take off I was trying to scare him off and he was like so hungry. He's like I'm taking He's the like, chicken I want this chicken oh my god yeah that's crazy that's nuts yeah I don't know what
0: I like use deck I was like taking deck screws and like screwing two by fours oh, I know on
1: the no my house secure you think your pen is it they'll find a it? way in yeah it was crazy yeah but now all we have is a pigeon <laughs> 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 in a run huh and is it in a run uh it's on our back porch oh it's it we we have a, I, I built a little aviary for it yeah but i just kind of leave it open a lot and he just flies around in the porch because he usually just perches on top of his cage nice but he showed up on our front door he was a racing pigeon that i guess got lost and he, just, and he couldn't fly and he Which was just exhausted hung... he was exhausted and he was just like please help me i need i need food and water Aww. and so we <laughs> I, I caught him and we gave him food and water and Figure, oh, I guess we, I guess we own a pigeon.
0: I think that's awesome. One of these days, that's how you know the girls. I'm like, hell, oh, you know, they're utility animals. They're not really pets, but yeah. you know, if you want to take them with you when you go to college, that's, that's fine. The ducks were the
1: worst, though. Just so you know, they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, my parents got those. They were ducks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, thanks so much, Ian. This Brent. has been a lot of fun. We'll have, to, we'll have to do it again. Please. This was a good time. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Woo! And that's it for another episode of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to Ian for inviting me into his home, allowing me to hang with him and do the interview and play his basses. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So thanks so much for listening. God bless.